Kevin's name, said I, have you got in your pocket? It's crawling out. It's trying to creep up your coat, Godfrey. He turned quickly and dragged the creature out with his left hand. I shrank back as he held the repulsive object dangling before me, and he laughed and placed it on the counter. Did you ever see anything like that? he demanded. No, said I truthfully, and I hope I never shall again. What is it? I don't know. Ask them at the Natural History Museum. They can't tell you. The Smithsonian is all at sea, too. It is, I believe, the connecting link between a sea urchin, a spider, and a devil. It looks venomous, but I can't find either fangs or mouth. Is it blind? These things may be eyes, but they look as if they were painted. A Japanese sculptor might have produced such an impossible beast, but it is hard to believe that God did. It looks unfinished, too. I have a mad idea that this creature is only one of the parts of some larger and more grotesque organism. It looks so lonely, so hopelessly dependent, so cursedly unfinished. I'm going to use it as a model. If I don't out-Japanese the Japs, my name isn't Godfrey. The creature was moving slowly across the glass towards me. I drew back. Godfrey, I said. I would execute a man who executed any such work as you propose. What do you want to perpetuate such a reptile for? I can stand the Japanese grotesque, but I can't stand that... spider. It's a crab. Crab or spider or blind worm? Ugh! What do you want to do it for? It's a nightmare. It's unclean. I hated the thing. It was the first living creature that I had ever hated. For some time I had noticed a damp, acrid odor in the air, and Godfrey said it came from the reptile. Then kill it and bury it, I said, and by the way, where did it come from? I don't know that either, laughed Godfrey. I found it clinging to the box that this gold serpent was brought in. I suppose my old Reuben is responsible. If the cardinal woods are the lurking places for things like this, said I, I am sorry that I am going to the cardinal woods. Are you? asked Godfrey. For the shooting. Yes, with Barris and Pierpont. Why don't you kill that creature? Go off on your shooting trip and let me alone, laughed Godfrey. I shuddered at the crab and bade Godfrey goodbye until December. That night, Pierpont, Barris, and I sat chatting in the smoking car of the Quebec Express when the long train pulled out of the Grand Central Depot. Old David had gone forward with the dogs. Poor things they hated to ride in the baggage car— but the Quebec and Northern Road provides no sportsman's cars, and David and the three Gordon setters were in for an uncomfortable night. Except for Pierpont, Barris, and myself, the car was empty. Barris, trim, stout, ruddy, and bronzed, sat drumming on the window ledge, puffing a short, fragrant pipe. His gun case lay beside him on the floor. "'When I have white hair and years of discretion,' said Pierpont languidly, I'll not flirt with pretty serving maids. Will you, Roy? No, said I, looking at Barris. You mean the maid with the cap in the Pullman car? asked Barris. Yes, said Pierpont. I smiled, for I had seen it also. Barris twisted his crisp gray mustache and yawned. You children had better be toddling off to bed, he said. That lady's maid is a member of the Secret Service. Oh, said Pierpont. One of your colleagues? "'You might present us, you know,' I said. "'The journey is monotonous.' Barris had drawn a telegram from his pocket, and as he sat turning it over and over between his fingers, he smiled. 
After a moment or two, he handed it to Pierpont, who read it with slightly raised eyebrows. It's rot. I suppose it's cipher, he said. I see it's signed by General Drummond. Drummond, chief of the government secret service, said Barris. Something interesting, I inquired, lighting a cigarette. Something so interesting, replied Barris, that I'm going to look into it myself and break up our shooting trio. No. Do you want to hear about it? Do you, Billy Pierpont? Yes, replied that immaculate young man. Barris rubbed the amber mouthpiece of his pipe on his handkerchief, cleared the stem with a bit of wire, puffed once or twice, and leaned back in his chair. Pierpont, he said, do you remember that evening at the United States Club when General Miles, General Drummond, and I were examining that gold nugget that Captain Mann had? You examined it also, I believe. I did, said Pierpont. Was it gold? asked Barris, drumming on the window. It was, replied.